Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Lust by the Sea, written by Devianne Sevi, J.D. Carabella, Catherine Nevitt, and Esimo Tipi. Dive into these naughty paranormal tales. The sea's bounty is never without a price, as shown in this quartet of lusty novellas. Four talented authors take you on a mythological odyssey of agonizing pleasure. From sea deities, to fae creatures, to Lovecraftian horrors, from BDSM to tentacles to erotic horror, hold on tight as they tempt you into the ocean's watery embrace. In Devi and Sevi's Treasures from the Sea, the demands of parenthood have damped the fires for Quinn and Callie. On a weekend getaway to revive their romance, they're invited on an overnight sail. When both are attracted to the charismatic captain, will their marriage survive his unusual proposition? In J.D. Carabella's To Each Her Own, a lonely divorcee meets a handsome stranger who ignites a reckless fire inside. Seduced and then rejected, Desiree's depression rears its ugly head again. She's offered a fateful choice. Will she find something worth living for? In Catherine Nevitt's Poseidon's Pleasure, a dark secret from Rose's past is about to bite her in the ass. The Greek god of the sea has been promised a bride, and he will have her, no matter what it takes. Can Rose bear to face the consequences when a god offers her the world? In Esimo Tipi's first mark and other episodes, the Shakan came through gateways revealed by the sea. They are the shepherds. Humanity is their flock. For millennia they have taken a very particular tribute from humans bred to withstand the most extreme forms of pleasure and pain. Escape from such powerful masters is impossible. Or is it? And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Lust by the Sea. Chapter 1 Please, no more, she pleaded. Tears streaked her face. Clamps adorned her nipples, teasing little things that made her ache and tingle. She hung suspended, as though floating on her back. Arms outstretched, legs parted, completely open to him. He had placed her at the perfect height for penetration. Starting with his tongue, then his fingers, he brought her to climax twice. Then he gave her his cock, stretching and filling her until she pleaded for mercy. He gave her none. He had never been violent. Simply unstoppable. He slid home until her hips cradled his penis. Then he rocked, the tip rubbing over her cervix again and again, achingly pleasurable. Overwhelmed by the sensual bombardment, she struggled against her bonds, even as she was transfixed by her husband's torment. He moaned in sympathetic response to her sobbing breaths. His anus stretched wide, around a dildo. Ten hours earlier. Don? Don Fairacre? Callie Blake? 
the stocky, buzz-cut man swept her into a bear hug, squeezing until she squeaked. Long time no see. What are you doing in Charleston? He set her down and stepped back, giving her the once-over. She pushed honey-blonde hair behind her ears, suddenly aware how it must look. The sticky breeze had teased half her braid apart. Doing all the tourist stuff, we're here on vacation. She turned to include her husband, and it's Callie Bennett now. This is my husband, Quinn Bennett. Quinn had watched their reunion with a small smile. Now the smile widened, and he held out a hand. The men shook and gave each other the guy nod while she finished the introductions. This is Don Fairacre. He was my boss at the construction company before I started college. She and Quinn had been walking on the battery, staring out to sea, lost in their own thoughts, until she heard Don's great booming laugh, an unforgettable sound. He stood a few feet away, talking to another man. She had broken into their conversation without even thinking about it. When his companion shifted slightly, she remembered her manners. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry to have interrupted. She shaded her eyes to look up at the stranger. He towered over Don and must have been three or four inches taller than her husband. After his height, she noticed his eyes, strikingly blue, light against his tan skin. They reminded her of crystal clear water off tropical beaches. Don chuffed out a laugh. Interrupt any time. You're way prettier than him anyway. Congratulations, and when in hell did you get married? You were only 18 the last time I checked. He narrowed his eyes at Quinn, only half joking. You best treat her right. She's a special girl. Oh, he does, she assured him quickly. He's wonderful. She hugged Quinn's arm against her side, ignoring the twinge of soreness from her over-full breast. The discomfort cascaded into missing her daughter. Should she text her mom for an update? It had been at least two hours. No, she ordered herself. Quit worrying. Ellie had plenty of milk stored in the freezer, and at 11 months, she had mastered the fine art of wrapping grandma around her little finger. That kept her too busy to notice that mom and dad were away. We've been married close to three years. She forced it to sound cheerful, joyful, not allowing her yearning for Ellie or any hint of marital discord to creep into her voice. That long? How long has it been? He shook his head. Good Lord, honey, it seems like yesterday I saw you, but you must be, what, 25? She nodded, her eyes drawn back to his tall companion. Don noticed and smacked his forehead. Oh, hey, where are my manners? Folks, this is Njord, a good friend of mine. He clapped him on the shoulder, even if he had to reach up to do it. Best damn sailor I ever met. If you're in town long enough, you ought to have him take you out on his boat. Quinn asked, You in charters? Sorry, could you say your name again? Neo? He stopped, stuck. Njord. His voice curled around her like waves rushing into shore. Strange name, I know, like fjord, hmm? An exotic accent flavored Njord's words. Something European. No, not charters, Don said. He's got a sailboat, big one. Spends a lot of time on the water. He turned to his friend. 
Weren't you just saying you'd like some company on your next sale? Here's a couple wanting to do the tourist bit. He grinned around the group. Oh, we couldn't put you out like that, Callie said, trying to let Njord off the hook. She had forgotten how her former boss liked to take charge and solve everyone's problems. She scolded. Don, you can't just offer up his time and his boat. He doesn't even know us. In response, Njord held out his hand. A lifetime of manners jerked her arm forward, though she would have preferred to take a step back. His physicality, his charisma, overwhelmed the space between them. Hello, Callie. I'm Njord. Now we have met, and our bold friend is right. I said mere moments ago that I sought company on the next sail. Any friend of Don's is welcome aboard. His hand engulfed hers the skin calloused and warm, sending a shiver up her arm. She scanned his weathered features, the sunburned cheeks, and short, neatly clipped beard. The only touch of softness was provided by those dazzling eyes, framed by long lashes. All told, he looked a bit dangerous, and a whole lot of gorgeous. She met his eyes again and flushed. Amusement crinkled the corners, like he knew exactly what she'd been thinking. Um, she tugged her hand free and looked to her husband for help. Had he noticed the weird flirty thing that just happened? Quinn didn't get jealous because he knew she'd never cheat on him, but he did get protective when men hit on her. Only her husband wasn't paying attention to her at all. He stared at Njord, looking awestruck. Really? You'd take a sailing? How, how big is your boat? She's a 56-footer, Njord said. Have you sailed? Yeah, I crewed on a few boats in high school, he said. I love it. I can crew if you like. Mostly I can do for myself. But there's an island a couple of hours up the coast with a tricky approach. Another pair of hands will help. Njord quirked an eyebrow. We would be out at least one night, perhaps two. You have the time? Quinn gave her the pleading puppy-dog expression she could never resist. If we do this, it's all we'll have time for on this trip, she reminded him. Quinn shrugged. I don't mind missing parks and restaurants. He turned on the charm. You'll love sailing the wind and the water, sun and peace. It's amazing. She thought about all their stuff back at the hotel, thought about the urgent need to use the breast pump. She asked Niord, When would we have to leave? What should we bring? Be at this address in two hours. He scribbled on a piece of paper and handed it to her. The boat is moored behind the house. Follow the path around. I'll meet you on the dock. Bring swimsuits, clothes you don't mind getting messy. All else I can provide. Excellent, Don said heartily. So that's settled. Gotta run to a meeting with a contractor. Let's catch up soon. He gave her another bear hug, shook Quinn's hand, smacked Njord's shoulder, and was gone. Njord shook his head. Always he is in a hurry. I prefer taking my time. He caught Callie's eyes when he said it, and she tingled all over. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Lust by the Sea. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.